I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. to We Stand Together, an academic pop culture symposium. Yes, welcome. We are the pop culture professors, smart people talking dumb topics. Absolutely. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> I'm Lauren Brickman. I'm Caitlin Vitzagai. And we have both legally taught courses at the college <laughs> level. Legally. Yep. It has been above board. Our <laughs> documentation is all in order. We the paperwork is there. <laughs> we never offered any black market classes. <laughs> yeah. I, it is something I talk about when I teach about credibility in the classroom. I'm like, you know, you walk into my classroom, you assume I've gone through some sort of like HR hiring process. So that gives me some credibility. And then I have the semester to either enhance or destroy that credibility. Yeah. 
You can move along that mm-hmm. slide either way. Either way. But you know what? Uh, here today, we are going to be as credible as possible because we're talking about something we truly are experts in, and that's standing. So true. That's being an obsessive fan of something. And Caitlin, what are you standing right now? I'm standing physical therapy, uh, which yeah, I went to for the first time because <laughs> I've been having some neck and back pain. And I decided mm-hmm. you don't have to live that way. <laughs> It's true. You actually you really can address issues that are happening to you. Um, and this was wild. This was a wild thing to me. And I just Googled a place in my area. Mm-hmm. I take my insurance. It's 20 bucks. You do some fun exercises. Yeah. Hillary, my PT gal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, life has solutions. Yeah. I I do want to let all the stand stands know that... Um, Caitlin texted me the day she went to PT and said, I couldn't let you have something all your own. I want to be like you. And so I went to PT. Yeah, exactly. And I just appreciated it. You know, if you're going to be single white female, be upfront mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I just want to get in your that. brain a little bit. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, speaking of getting into brains, my stand of the week <laughs> is something I've talked about, I think, a while ago, but the TV show Atypical on Netflix dropped its fourth and sadly final season, but oh my god, was it so good. Uh, For those who don't know, Atypical is a comedy drama that focuses on the life of a teenager named Sam who is on the autism spectrum, and during the course of the series, you watch Sam um, move from high school into college and and really grow up and and tackle a lot of like really big things that you know when you first meet the character he doesn't think he's going to be able to do and then you watch him through uh, support and resources be able to like do all sorts of kind of stuff and I just absolutely love the show and if you haven't seen it go watch it it's so good it's Jennifer Jason Lee's never been better she plays the kid's wow. mom and she's 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 so good I wow. love it that's quite a statement that Jennifer Jason Lee has never been better so that's I really think she's she's given us a lot this is my favorite speaking of single white female mm-hmm. well but you know what else I love I have a funny feeling that I do is it five star reviews I do. I love five-star reviews. You know what? I do, too. Oh, my gosh. Caitlin, do you have a five-star review that you want to share today? Okay. I actually do. And it's by Lady Alta D. Great username. Mm. She says, I stand this show. What a fun show. And she capitalized fun. Caitlin and Lauren are delightful, smart, and accomplished women who also (laughs) happen to be pop culture experts. I listen to the Grey's Anatomy wellness check and can't wait to listen to more episodes. It's like hanging out with your best friends, dishing and chatting about all things pop culture. What an amusing addition to my weekly podcast list. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm I'm in stand with you, Lady Alta D. That's so nice to hear. And and if your entry point was the Grey's Anatomy <laughs> wellness check and you are sticking around, you are my kind of person. That was one of the kookiest eps. So welcome. 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 Welcome home because honestly, you're family. You're your family. And you know who else feels like family to me? I think you mean our guests. Mm-hmm. The one and only Anne Marie uh, Yu. Hi, Anne Marie. Hi. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's always a good day when we get to hang out with Anne Marie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Anne Marie, I realize we've <laughs> once again done the thing where I don't think we told you what today's topic is. Not at all. I didn't tell her. <laughs> 
This is a fun thing we've been doing, uh, particularly to people that were like, oh, they're our friends. They'll just guess what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm truly so excited about today's topic. It's a topic that Kaylin and I have wanted to talk about for a while, and there was literally no one else we could do this topic with but you. Today, we're talking about figure skating in media. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so you know we always like to let our listeners know what our credentials are to be professing on these topics and i want to let everyone know that from about fourth grade to sixth or seventh grade i figure skated um i was i figure skated i was actually on an ice dance team lauren i did not it's true (laughs) yeah it's true i figure skated uh however i was ultimately kicked off the ice dance team because i had too many injuries in one season and um you know for those of you that have been following the journey yes some of my injuries in my foot do relate back to figure skating times uh we had we had some good times so absolutely makes sense can i ask a very nerdy question what kind of please did you have do you remember oh god i wish i could remember i they mm, i wish i could remember it's been a while they're in my mom's closet rydell sb terry resport rydell sounds right that's probably right i feel like rydell was right um i will you know what i will find out and i will get it i will ask my mom because i had them back in the day too i think i feel like that was the big skate brand that anyone who was kind of serious about figure skating used back yeah we there my beautiful beautiful skates are still in my parents closet because i was so serious about it but then they were like honestly you're too klutzy and you have to stop <laughs> like wow. i just they're like you keep getting injured oh, like you gotta stop wow. <laughs> but somewhere i will try to find the picture somewhere there are pictures of me in my team uniform we were <gasps> called aurora named after the fake town that wayne and garth are from and <laughs> are it sounds real by the way <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. Aurora, Illinois is real. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Aurora, Illinois is real. Fake real town, you know. <laughs> you know, the fake real town. Oh, yes. uh, uh, I'd love if you were like Chicago, the fake city where Ferris Bueller <laughs> takes place. <laughs> Anyways, we were called Aurora and our uniforms That's still were iconic. purple and hot pink. And our big number was to video kill the radio star. That was like oh, our that was like oh, our thing. Oh, love that song. That's amazing. You were like a very hip <laughs> yeah. ice dancing team. Um, but uh, sadly, my first injury happened right before our big debut at the Blazers <laughs> no. game. And no, I did not, not perform at the Blazers. At the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, the semi-professional hockey team. Wow. I did not get to perform there. No. Wow, wow, wow. This is a real sliding doors moment. Like, I wonder <laughs> what would happen if you'd gone out there. <gasps> Who knows? Who knows? That's my Lauren Brickman fan fiction of the week. <laughs> it was during these years were the only years when I wasn't doing every play. I would not do all the plays because I was going to ice skating. Wow. That's the only time. Yeah. yeah, ice skating is a big commitment, so. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a big one. But I was always really mad because I always really wanted to be on the hockey team. Mm. My mom my mom wouldn't let me oh. try out for the hockey team. But there was one girl on the hockey team and I would go to the rink for conditioning class and just watch her because she was the goalie and be like, she's so cool. One of my really good friends growing up was uh, a hockey goalie too. And yeah, she pretty much could have made the Olympics or like she was, like she was so cool. She was the best. Uh, hockey girls are so cool. Absolutely. Wow. I wanted to be a hockey girl so bad. Anyways, uh, Kaylin, what were your credits for this week? Much less athletic than yours. Mm-hmm. I've actually only been skating twice, which I regret. Wow. I do like it. 
But I did submit to be a writer for Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski's talk show. Um, I did not book. And oh. I don't think the show came out. So you have to see a connection there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. Truly. Now, Anne-Marie, I'm sure most people that follow you on social media, they already know a little bit about your credentials, but talk to us a little bit about how you became proficient in things ice skating. Sure. I um, did it when I was young, obviously, mm-hmm. and I like competed through middle school, high school, and into a little bit of college. Um, I did like the, my big thing actually was the synchro team. It's kind of like synch- oh. swimming, but they're synchronized skating. Wow. That's so cool. My coach was big into synchro skating. So she got me, she was like, please join my team. So I, that's how I got into that a lot. And I really love that. Like, it's really funny because you also, you both also know I play like the violin and piano. I mm-hmm. do these very individual skills, but I love the group aspect of it, which is very fun. Yeah. So like playing the violin, I was always in a ton of orchestras growing up. And so figure skating, I really liked the synchro skating because I got to be with a bunch of friends and we got to yeah. do group numbers together, you know? Um, so I did a lot that's of that. So cool. Cool. Yeah, tra- we traveled around and and competed in synchro skating. I actually did it in college a little bit too. We had we had a team oh, cool. a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Was that here in New York? Yes, I went to Columbia, and it was. I, you can imagine we only had like maybe a small handful of skaters. So we, yeah. depending on the year, we would combine with NYU and or Princeton, and we'd kind of be like this like northeast team that would kind oh, of travel cool. the competitions and do stuff on the collegiate level. Yeah, which is really fun. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> and you still skate. I do. I so after in the middle of college, I quit because you know college courses became too much and whatever. And then I stopped for probably like ten years or so. And then I picked it up like you know a number of years back just to get into it again and just to kind of like for a different kind of workout because I hate going to the gym and running on mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then I was like, oh my god, I love this again. So it's it's like my cardio. Oh, that's I amazing. Love that. I love watching your TikToks. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> My dumb, <laughs> I was like dumb TikToks. I well, you've got an audience over here. I'm <laughs> don't you. stop making them because I'm always I'm always delighted when one pops up in my feed. Oh, thank you so much. Which I'm sure Caitlin knows because we share a TikTok account, yes. like a married couple. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Clearly, you're incredibly qualified to be talking about ice skating today, and I think it's time to put your qualifications to the test. Okay. Caitlin, Caitlin's got a game for you. Okay. I've got a game. I've got a game called Got Picked. Or toe pick. And it's based on my own credential, which is maybe a, a we stand first. Oh. So Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski have been the anchors for NBC's Olympic figure skating coverage since 2014. Mm-hmm. And but they've taken their broadcasting talents far beyond the ice. Too far? We don't know. Because um, <laughs> they've even turned me down. Yeah. Anne-Marie, I'm going to name some shows. Some are real. Some are not. You're going to tell me if they got picked meaning Johnny and Tara were host of the show, or Topic. They weren't there. Okay. All right. (laughs) Access Hollywood's coverage of the Beverly Hills Dog Show. Not picked. Correct. NBC Lifestyle's coverage of the Kentucky Derby. Got picked. Correct. (laughs) The fourth fourth hour of the Today Show. Topic. Correct. Oh, she's wow. on fire. She's wow. on fire. And that's rare because most people have hosted the fourth hour of the day. Oh, show. I could have seen them doing it, but I don't and, it. And we don't know about the future. All right. Food Network's Wedding Cake Championship. Got picked. Correct. Oh. Nene Leaks Tour of Atlanta. Topic? Topic. Correct. Oh, my God. You're crushing. <laughs> 
20 years later, a chat with the cast of American Pie. <laughs> Topic. <laughs> Topic is correct. Uh, pre-game show for Super Bowl 50. Topic. Got picked. I knew Isn't it. that wild? Isn't that wild? I knew it. And finally, MTV's Rock and Jock on Ice. Um, <laughs> toe picked. Correct. They did not do that. It doesn't exist. I was like, why is it? I've never heard of this. Wow. 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 Absolutely iconic. Wow. You just crushed. You got seven out of eight correct. Woo! Your instincts. I mean, even to Food Network's Wedding Cake Championship, which they did host. They have nothing to do with that, but. Right. Wow. Absolutely iconic. I didn't realize I follow Johnny and Tara that closely, but look, apparently I do. <laughs> look, it's not, it's, it's hard not to. They're just really out there. Truly. You know, you're, if you're trying to consume content, they're going to find their way of sliding in there. Absolutely. Gonna, I definitely yes. was all about Tara's um, massive wedding a number of years ago that people picked up. <gasps> oh, I, I was following that like hardcore for sure. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, does she have kids? She doesn't. I don't, I don't think, think so, no. I think so. Because that could be its own show. She's probably waiting for the right reality show. Probably. Yeah. I feel like we don't get ice skaters as public figures uh, enough, right? Like, I, I love what Johnny's doing. I love that Tara's out there. But I feel like there's more. If there, Do you have a favorite ice skater, Anne-Marie, that you're like, wow, I really wish we saw more of them? Oh, my God. For sure. Um, I mean, Michelle Kwan is iconic. She's like, yeah. Huge yeah, we all, you know, Chrissy Yamaguchi is like why I got into skating. Yes, on, mm-hmm. you know, yes. America's sweetheart. Um, but I mean, Michelle Kwan kind of low key really was stuff. She had married. I, mean, I think they're not divorced, but she was married to like a a, a congressman or a senator or something. Oh, um, wow. she's been part of like the Obama that. campaign, the Hillary campaign, the wow. campaign. Like she's behind Whoa. the scenes, like low key, she's very involved in like politics, which is awesome. Wow, that That's makes cool. sense for her. That's a good lane for her. I like totally. it. I love that. Totally. So I wanna, it's so great. I want to vote for her for something. I know. I know. It's amazing. I'll vote her in the office. Absolutely. Cool. We love her. We. I, I have spent so many hours of my life watching YouTube clips of her skating. Yeah, no, <laughs> of course. How can you not? I mean, I want it skating. And wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it true? That most of her competition outfits were designed by Vera Wang. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Vera Wang apparently was a skater back in the day. Like, <gasps> that makes sense. And she turned into fashion designer. So she did Nancy Kerrigan's dresses. She did Michelle Kwan's dresses. Oh, wow. She does um, the current uh, Nathan Chen. He does, she does mm-hmm. his, his costumes. Like, she does a lot of skating costumes. I love that. I'm absolutely obsessed. <sighs> and that's you know honestly that's a story i need told on on screen i want to see the story of the fashion designer who gave up their dreams of figure skating but is still making the costumes right? like that's that's a, that's interesting and it's me. like vera you don't need to but of course you are because why not one of the most iconic fashion designers why not get your hand in figure skating too right <laughs> why not why not well, you know what? I think we're going to take a quick break because I'm actually going to call Vera up really fast. Cool. Uh, Please do. I just want to tell her that to remind her that she doesn't have to be doing all this, but we but thank her for thank doing you. it. Thank you. Yes. So, yeah. So, we're just going to get on the phone with Vera real quick and we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. 
And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. All right. Well, Vera, lovely as always. We had a great chat. Uh, and she said she appreciates us <laughs> caring, but that she's not going to stop doing all that she does because she said can't stop, won't stop. That's fair. I respect that. That's fair. Lovely that. as always. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as, as a second um, tangential credit, I was once mm-hmm. in a pitch meeting with someone who told me that they were Vera Wink's cousin. Okay. Oh. that's There's a lot to unpack there. And that seemed to be his main credit as a as again a producer for television okay well caitlin uh i think you have a thesis today that is uh important feels like it's an understatement Correct. it feels like you know i'm I'm so interested to get Anne marie's uh feedback on what you have to share today Absolutely. so i'm just gonna i'm gonna clear the floor thank and let you. you take over thank you thank you so my thesis is that the 90s pop culture landscape was changed forever by one decision by the IOC in 1986, that is the International Olympic Committee. Let me read to you this. In 1986, the IOC voted to change the schedule of the Olympic Games so that the summer and winter games would be held in different years. They had previously been held in the same year since 1924. To adjust this new schedule, the Lillehammer Games were held in 1994, only two years after the previous Olympic Games in Albertville. So they would always, so that, those two Winter Olympics were only two years apart. They did this in part like to let them each have their own shine, eat the summer and the winter games. And boy, did it work. That is my point. That two years was insane. And you saw so many. I think the decision alone made people excited. Like, wow, what is the Winter Olympics? We better learn because there's going to be two and two, like three years. And then you have the fact that. Christy Yamaguchi wins gold in 92 
And Americans are just like, whoa, wow, what? We're all about this. So we Mm. have three movies. And you'll notice some of these movies had to be in production before the 92 Olympics. But I still argue, I think it's the enthusiasm of people looking forward to this two-year period. We have Cutting Edge. Absolutely amazing stuff. March 1992. It comes out one month after the games in in Albertville. How there was not an immediate sequel in 1994, that is one of Hollywood's biggest blunders. We have Mighty Ducks, October 92. And then it's not skating, but they're on skates, I guess. We have Mm -hmm. Cool Runnings in 1993. Mm. Um, And then the thing is, that was all amazing. We're all like wearing puffies. We are wearing snowboarder pants. We're excited. But then the fury of what actually happens in the 94 Olympics with Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, Sana Bayul, and actually Michelle Kwan. Michelle Kwan was involved too because she was the alternate that, was, that could have gone if they decided that Nancy uh, wasn't eligible to compete because she did not do the preliminary. Hey, um, I'm very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> And I did this all from memory. Um, (laughs) But here's what's amazing. I feel like nothing ever works. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Every decision I make, any habit I try to build, it all fails. The IOC in 1986, they were like, we're going out and we're going to get an audience for these Winter Olympics. And by God, they did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, congrats. And they, I think, inspired probably a generation of figure skaters as well as other winter sports. Um, They inspired fashion for the 90s because 90s fashion, it all had that winter athletic look. And then into the aughts, it kind of slid into just the athletic look. But that all goes back to the same thing. And in a way, we saw, we still see skating um, media, but it's less, almost because I think the Nancy and Tanya story got so big and was so ugly that it, it maybe even though we were all so fascinated by it, I don't know. May- maybe it kind of put a damper on the image of figure skating. I, I don't sure. know. But I just want to thank the IOC. Uh, <laughs> usually a very evil <laughs> group of people <laughs> making horrible and racist decisions. But you got one right. And, you know, try to be more like that. <laughs> I support that. I very much support that thesis, 100%. <laughs> right. So were you influenced by the 90s Winter Olympics media? Absolutely. That's literally mm-hmm. like when I was starting to get serious into it. And like I said, mm-hmm. like Chrissy Yamaguchi was a huge influence for all of us, me included, being like, I want to I want to be a pretty figure skater. And, she's so pretty. Oh, my gosh. She's, she's so pretty. pretty. Like all it's her really are perfect, like choreographed by the um, Sandra Bezik, who's a very famous figure skating choreographer. Ooh. I mean, iconic choreographer. I mean, oh, the perfect package, like truly um, like Little Miss California, like we love. Um, also, I think a big thing with why it was so big in the media is female figure skating in the 90s was huge for the U.S., right? You had Yamaguchi, yeah. you had Nancy Kerrigan, you had Tanya Harding, you had Michelle Kwan coming up. Unfortunately, now the American ladies aren't really ranked as high in the world standards. Hmm. And in this country, it's really women's figure skating that anyone really cares about. Right. So it kind of is, unfortunately, I feel very much affected the media and the press. Right. I'm so curious. Why do you think we have had such a decline in our standings? Because it's right. Like it was like a golden era where we had so many champions in the 90s and we just haven't really reclaimed that. Do you have any thoughts about why we've trended away from that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, Because I, I don't think that anything I was going to say like, oh, maybe like 
work ethic and stuff has changed, but no, like the, the skaters who are the top in our country, you know, are working beyond like just as hard as anyone. But I feel like there have been other countries that have come up, especially Russia. There's a whole, I mean, Laura, that could be a whole nother episode, like three episodes of Russia has got this whole female figure skating, uh, crazy drama that's current. And yeah. uh, essentially this, uh, this female coach is like the most abusive and crazy. She's essentially is like, you need to be prepubescent, 12, 13, maybe 15 year old tops. And I'm going to make you do all these crazy hard jumps that the men do. And you're going to win all these medals, but then. Once you hit like the, we all joke in the, in the figure skating world that 16 is a magic number, 16 years mm-hmm. old, you're out. And she like discards the skaters and she moves on. So she's got this whole, like they call her, but like this army of these prepubescent female skaters that come out and because they're young and tiny and literally 90 pounds, they can throw themselves and do all these acrobatic things. They come mm-hmm. out, they just need to win the one competition that matters. They do. And then they're gone. And like um, American skating and a lot of other countries skating, which is something that is more there's more status quo and what like people like to see is unfortunately you can't keep up with that, right? You can't have a skater that skates for 10, 15 years because your body is just eventually going to fall yeah. apart and you, you can only do so much when it, whereas this, these Russians just keep churning out these new 13 year olds and like they win one thing and then they're like gone. So that's kind of been this new, like I would say in the last 10 models, very yeah. recent, like this kind of new phenomenon in the sport that has unfortunately I think un- unintentionally hindered and put a damper on every other country, even so crazy. to be successful in it. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that is a big influence. Wow. 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 That's nuts to think about. Yeah. Well, you that know, sucks and should be regulated. Oh my God. Oh yeah. My God. I mean, and, and, and that, that is definitely like the tip of the iceberg along with like the, you know, gymnastics abuse scandal and figure skating has a whole crap ton of it too. It's really sad. And yeah. Oh, wow. You know who I couldn't find, like, any info on was Sarah Hughes. Like, she just dropped off. She's done. Like, she won the gold in 2002, and she's just like, I couldn't even find any personal info. She get married? I don't know. I don't know. She went to Yale, right? I I didn't even see that. You got farther than me. I believe she went to Yale because I think when I was at Columbia, when I was, like, maybe leaving, like, I was older, I think I remember hearing whispers of being like, oh my God, she's coming to tour. Like she was touring all the Ivies and she and they were like, oh, she's coming to tour. Like we need to like assign a, a figure oh. to like give her like low down. But Columbia isn't like a really great skating. You know, we don't have a rink on campus or anything like that. So I, I remember hearing that her top two were Harvard and Yale. And I think she went to Yale because her younger sister was also a very competitive skater. Actually, the whole family are crazy skaters from Long Island. And her younger sister went to Harvard. I believe she went to Yale. Wow. I want to say she's married, but I'm not sure about that. I you actually I just found an article from the Daily Pennsylvanian that says she went to law school at Penn. Oh, and that she was in the law class of 2018. And I think Mm, relatively recently. Yeah. So she graduated from Penn State Law in 2018 and she went on to get like a summer associate position. And it's so crazy. And she's currently serving on the board of trustees for the Women's Sports Foundation. Oh, we love it's that. so funny. It's so funny how they've all taken such different directions of what they do moving forward. Totally. Like that her and Tara Lipinski could not be more different. So different. Yeah. That's fascinating. I do, it does. It is so it does kind of track, though, that 
a person that can be as diligent and dedicated as to make it to the Olympics would then turn around and want to pursue something like law or politics. Right. Like, I get, it makes sense. And, and I'm sure, too, like when you get to that world stage, you get to meet so many interesting different people from all over the world. Yeah. And I'm sure that also like opens up possibilities yeah in your mind totally now i have another idea which is now i want to see legally blonde ice skater (gasps) like (laughs) right a former figure skater going to law school and everyone does it everyone's like oh she's a figure skater. they know her like Like, she won the gold and they like know her yeah (laughs) like she only got in because she went she won the gold right 100 yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like she's like no i'm actually really fucking smart and i can (laughs) i can dance around you and also throw down in the courtroom throw legal jargon at you <laughs> yeah actually Anne marie this would be an iconic role for you yeah and thank you so much we have to get started on this pitch deck immediately oh, please. thank you so much <laughs> how great would that be i oh. love it <laughs> lawyer by day skater by 6 a.m like i don't because you're like <laughs> you have to skate before work i don't know yeah right oh god it was the, I'm, oh. it's so funny because i was never a morning person and skating is very much a morning early morning sport it was always the worst i don't know Well, I think we need to continue to put your knowledge of ice skating and pop culture to the test. As Caitlin pointed out, there have been a lot of iconic films and media portrayals of figure skaters. I have for you five different movie trailers of five different stories centered around ice skating. And I'm going to play you these audio clips and see if you can name that skater. If you can figure out what movie about skating I am playing you the trailer from, which I realize is complete chaos to play a movie trailer with no visual. (laughs) Let's see what happens. I think I think you're going to crush it. Let's get this up on the screen. All right, so here's clip number one. Can you name this skater? You smell like aftershaving taco meat. Yes, I do. to be stripped of your medals and banned from men's figure skating. Blades of glory. <laughs> Blades of glory. She crushed that. She is like she only needed 20 seconds and she, she was wasn't like, messing around at I all. was like how did I never get to audition for that film I'm still very clear about it <laughs> that is <laughs> kind of messed up yeah thank you thank honestly you. incredibly messed up comedy and speaker skating hello yeah so rude all right well you crushed it on the first round let's see if you can keep up the momentum right. for movie number two now movie number two is a personal favorite it's uh, really meant a lot to me in my life <laughs> but there is an exact aerodynamic formula a twist of fate spun her world around is this the michelle trachtenberg one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of it but i know i can see her in it this is the michelle trachtenberg star vehicle ice princess yes, right. where Kim Cattrall uh, played her, her coach. coach. <laughs> I, I in in undergrad, I was taking a playwriting course, and my playwriting teacher, shout out Anton Dudley, we bonded over pop culture, and his husband was working at Seventeen Magazine at the time, and for some reason, I think they must have been doing like had done some event for ice princess so they had all this like swag that nobody wanted and so he brought in dvds of ice princess along with like other ice princess stuff and 
I just fell in love. I just fell in love. It was, I've seen it so many times. I love it. All right. Ice Princess, number two, we're going to give you half a point because you did get Michelle Trachtenberg. You. So you're doing well. Let's see if you can guess number three. Okay. Only to have their dreams ripped away. He needs a partner. He's a dangerous skater. I can't find anyone else willing to partner up with him. No, he's not dangerous. He's brilliant. You really want me to skate with someone else? It's the only thing that makes sense. Do you have a guess? Edge. It's, is it like a part? Is it like a cutting edge two or three or something? Hey! <laughs> wow, absolutely iconic. Getting it. Yes, you knew. Wow. I was like, wow. I know it's not the original, but it seems like it's a cutting edge. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was cutting edge three, Ooh. everybody. Uh, <laughs> like I said before, why did they wait so long to have sequels? We needed so a sequel long. with the original actors. Totally. Uh, all right. Wow. I have chills that you actually, that you guessed Cutting Edge 3. I have actual chills. For a while, I mean, that clip was going wild. I was like, I don't think I know this. And then I was like, ooh. No, you got it. Um, now, this will probably not help, but I will give a clue that the next film uh-huh. is my favorite ice skating film of all time. Right, right, right. So that is the clue for this next <laughs> one. No, what are you doing? Shut up. Can't you do it without the TV cameras? It took a lot of pain. Hate too, I really hate too. It's pointless and cruel. Not trying is pointless and cruel. Not trying is wondering your whole life if you gave up too soon. You wanted to find a way out. All right. Does anyone have a guess about what this iconic ice skating movie is? It's one where she's blind, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I can't, like, think. I, I know it, but I can't think of the name. It had an unfortunate remake not long ago that was didn't do anything. It didn't. It wasn't helpful. But it's Ice Castles. Ice Castles oh, from 1978. She was yes. saying it. 1978. Yeah. Yeah. She said it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We'll give you the point. Yes. Thank it so is much. the iconic American romantic drama starring Lynn Holly Johnson and Robbie Benson. The story of Lexi Winston, a young figure skater and her rise and fall. This is basically it's. It's kind of gi- has always given me like a star is born vibes. This yeah. movie because you're watching someone. Ri- tragedy. Like, I, I, Oh yeah, I I cannot tell you how many times as a child I watched Ice Castles. With I haven't mother. thought of that movie in forever. So <laughs> wow, I love, I love. <laughs> All right, we have one final movie okay. for you to guess, and I'm not gonna lie, this is this might be the most random of them all. Oh, so good luck. Oh god. <laughs> Hello. Well, you wanted to see me, Mr. Mayor? Come on in. We've been going over the budget, and the city is just not going to be able to subsidize the cost of running the skating oval any longer. What would it take? Christmas miracle. Okay, I'll get to work on a Christmas miracle. Let me help you up. What's your name? Grace. Grace, I'm Courtney. Now just push to the side and glide. We have class on Tuesday and Thursday for kids her age if she'd like to join. It's like a Hallmark one, right? You're so right. It, it's it's a lifetime made for TV Christmas movie called Christmas on Ice. <laughs> it's I so actually think I saw part of this randomly, which I remember like hearing like the local the government couldn't sustain it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you 
know, local governments are always worried about funding. Yeah, funding local yeah. rates, like winter rates. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, wow, iconic job, Anne Marie, oh. such such an icon. Wow. Um, I will, I will have chills for the rest of the day knowing that you said cutting edge three, <laughs> absolute icon. Uh, and thank you for giving me an excuse to take this trip down memory lane uh, watching these trailers those, those, in forever. those voiceover oh you get chills from that that tone of voice absolutely mm-hmm. wow well I, I feel so chilled i'm gonna go make us all a pot of uh hot cocoa to warm us up and we'll be right back And we're back. Uh, as Caitlin pointed out, it is the middle of summer and I don't like being hot. So we decided to skip the cocoa mm. for now. Uh, but I do I do have something that has been on my mind that I need to talk to you both about. Now, cinema has given us some truly iconic ice skating stories. Clearly, you know, Caitlin's thesis and the game we just played reminded us all that there are some really fantastic films out there centering around ice skating. But I feel like television has been a little slower. And I'm not talking about made-for-TV movies. I'm talking about series. Now, we all know that I'm a huge fan of the Mighty Ducks TV show. Mm -hmm. It absolutely slaps. And you probably already guessed if you even know what's out there, but Zero Chill, which is on Netflix. Yeah, I did watch the entire first season. And yeah, I will watch the second season. And yeah, you also probably remember that when Spinning Out came out, I was obsessed with it and quite angry that it got canceled. But I dare you to name any other ice-centric shows. Can either of you think of any other TV shows that center around figure skaters? I didn't even know about Zero Chill. Yeah, no, I was going to say you named all of them that I was going to think of because there really aren't. There's really not. And so my thesis today is that we need to create more figure skating narrative television. Absolutely. I get that. I think, right. I think there's a need for it. I think there's an audience for it. And I think if Netflix could just like, I don't know, be more chill and stop (laughs) canceling stuff, then we could all find joy. Because here's my reasons behind why we need more. One, it's beautiful to look at, Mm -hmm. right? We like the ice. We like the snow. There's a reason why Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is so much fun. It's not just the chaos the women provide. It's the beautiful landscapes of that, like, beautiful, you know. There's a reason, you know, Hallmark Channel movies are mostly just, you know, screensavers. Like, we like to look at beautiful things. And figure skating is going to be beautiful because you're going to be in climates where it's just, like, it's going to be nice to look at. So that's that. They're the visual and, like, the delicious visual landscape of the environment we're in. Plus, watching people skate is cool. It's always going to be cool because it's athletic. It's dangerous. It's it, the costumes are cool. The music is cool. It's just fun. So you're getting a show within a show, which is chef's kiss. And then it's just ripe for drama. It's ripe for drama because there's the competitive element. There's there's just so many characters coming and going in the in the world of competitive figure skating because you've got the the athletes, you've got the coaches, you've got the families, you've got the 
fans, right? And I think the fan element is something we really haven't explored much of that could be super, super fun. And beyond all that, I also think like, I just want it. And that's to me the most important thing of all. Is, like, this is something that like I want more of. Like right. I I need more of. Like mm-hmm. clearly I, I'm watching it all as it comes out and I just need more. So I'm curious, what do you think is the angle we need to take when we call Netflix, when we call Hulu, when we call Peacock, you know, as we do weekly? <laughs> what do you think is gonna get their attention and and green light? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, they probably, especially nowadays, it's always like, it's sadly, I feel like it's always on us more to be like, who's already relevant? And then the media Mm. grabs onto it and goes, there's already a following, right? So now we can create something from that, which I think sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. If we can find something relevant and, and, and put that, you know, and back that as our pitch. And I'm trying to think what would be relevant right now. Like, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I find this very interesting, but like Nick Mm -hmm. for instance, is not only the best figure skating man in currently in our country, but in the world, like he is the fuck, he's the girl, excuse me. He's the girl. And on top of that, he um, is a full-time student at Yale, which is insane. It is insane. And like when he decided to go, everyone was like, well, there goes his career because everyone else who did that, like, decided to finally go to school. They had to like, they, they finished their career yeah. or they try to do both. And then you definitely watch their skating decline because of course there's only so many hours in the day that you can train and dedicate to yourself. No, Mr. Nathan Chen can do both, which is wild. So anyway, I think that's a great plan. And that's so good for Olympic gold in the next two years. So I think that's a huge. Yeah. For me. I had no idea that he was a full-time student. I had no idea. At Yale. Like, oh my God, that's so fascinating. And I, and I do love it because it's like, I, well, there are definitely like on the ice skating shows, there's always like, there are clearly um, masculine presences, but I feel like a lot of it is like hockey players. I feel like we don't necessarily get a lot of like male figure skating heroes so to see like a badass dude kicking ass on his way to getting the gold but also like crushing it in study group i'm all for this definitely definitely i like that maybe we can meet him in high school and it's like Mm. mom i want to go to normal high school or like i got accepted to the the brainiac high school in town i'm going there too and i'm gonna keep doing ice skating so then we have nerds we have ice skaters totally Another good angle would be like now, you know, um, just being not heterosexual and any other yeah. orientation. You, you know, I think that's a very relevant thing right now that's huge in a lot of these like Netflix and Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a coming out story that's someone who's a figure skater and like figuring out their identity while they're training and, and yeah. making those two parallel stories of like their growth. <laughs> Totally. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a coming of age story about a promising young male figure skater who's sort of being pulled in multiple directions, both by sport and by drive, but also trying to figure out who he is. Yes. Like, what do I because I think there's also something I'm sure a lot of athletes. It, it must be so hard, like as hard as it was to grow up i can't imagine how much harder it is when at such a young age you have such a regimented yeah everything like i had a friend whose sister was training for the olympics for gymnastics and 
it was so hardcore and i but one day but the cool thing about her parents were like she when it stopped being fun there was there was no shame in quitting so she ended up being like i don't want to do this anymore and her parents were like okay and they let her like pack it in but a big part but then when she was had made that choice i remember for a while she was really lost yeah because she was like so many of my decisions were made for me not only like was my daily schedule planned for me but like my meals were planned for me like i didn't my yeah. friend group was cho- like every like there, she was like i had i haven't got had to make choices in so in like forever and so for a while she was like i knew it was time to leave that but i didn't know what i wanted to do instead and was really overwhelmed definitely there's this um patrick chan was this top canadian male skater uh i would say like maybe 10 15 years back and same thing when he decided to finally retire he was like i didn't know what to do because for all of my you know 20 years of my life or whatnot every Mm -hmm. minute was scheduled for me. And I knew exactly what was happening, whether it was training, eating, mm-hmm. off-ice training, you know, extra amount of hours of specific sleep to then go back. And he's like, so now all of a sudden I had, I, I, I had choices and I could, you know, there were options yeah. and I didn't know what they were. And he was like, it felt wrong to do because I had done this one thing my entire mm-hmm. life. It's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like we're all on the same page. We need more ice skating TV shows. Yes. And I think we landed on it. It needs to be inspired by Nathan Chen. Yeah. Well, that one for sure. I also want to see one of these synchronized skating shows. <gasps> That's true. I would love that. Oh, my team. gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Synchronize. Yeah. In sync. The story of the <laughs> game. <laughs> Stan Justin Timberlake. So, no. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 it's true. But, enough, but Lance Bass will play the coach. Yes. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> Lance would love it. Lance is already oh. some somehow Lance already knows about this idea and has already signed a contract. Honestly, Lance is listening to this episode because he has yes. like some sort of version of a Google alert for all podcasts. Right. Him. He's like, Yeah, great, I'm in. I love that Lance is giggling to himself right now. Like, I'm so, Lance, just call us. Call us and let us know. Um, I do think well, I heard that mm-hmm. um Adam Rapon is trying to create some kind of figure skating show or pitching oh that could show. be good yeah oh i wonder what his deadline, angle would be. i think I, I don't know what the angle is but i think he's attached to something and that makes sense because he's kind of yeah. relevant in the olympics and you know like a big media star so fingers crossed yeah it is interesting when some of these very talented figure skaters get cameos in some of this stuff though yeah some it, sometimes it works Sometimes it doesn't, truly, yeah. but it is interesting. Yes. But it is interesting. Regardless, it's, it's always interesting. interesting. I'm always here for it. <laughs> totally. Well, before we wrap up, Emery, are there any figure skaters that you think people should know about, or Google, or any figure skating content, or anything about figure skating that you think the stand stands need to need to vibe on? Well, okay, Nathan Chen for sure. Um, mm-hmm. he's- very iconic right now and very current. So yes, gotta follow. Um, another more sort of under the radar, unless you're in in sport, is Amber Glenn. She's a U.S. Okay. skater, female. Uh, she's been competing for the U.S. for a long time. 
her whole thing is she's incredibly talented. She skates in Texas. Um, is that when it came time for competition, she kind of always fell apart in either the short or the long program and just never oh. placed as well as her talent really says she should. Because when it came, you know, when she was under pressure, something always, she you know, made a mistake somewhere here or fell apart there. But fascinating. through last season, uh, well, I guess the season before the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, where she kind of finally put two clean programs together. And we were all flipping out because like we've been like behind her for forever and she could never really put it all together when it counted and she finally did. And anyway, she's mm-hmm. also come out as um as gay, which is amazing. And she also follow her TikTok. She has an incredible TikTok where she's just so acrobatic and does all these insanely cool uh, extra tricks on the ice that you don't necessarily see in traditional competition. Yeah. She's just a beautiful, uh, very um, relevant forward skater who I think everyone should know more. Following, following immediately. Can't wait. Uh, and speaking of following, for our stand stands who have fallen into stand with you, where can they find more of you, Anne Marie? I am just at my name at Anne Marie U A N N M A R E Y O O on all the socials. Yeah, I'm I'm a lead in a play that's coming up that's opening up week. So it's called uh, Alma Bea. It's like a sci-fi new play. It'll be at Art New York Theaters on 53rd and 10th. Uh, we Amazing. Thirteen. Um, you'll see it on. If, if anyone wants to check out my socials, I'll blast it all there too. Great. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. We can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Anne Marie, we're always such big stands of you. Thanks so much for <laughs> skating with us today. I am such stands of you both. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> stand stands. You know where to find us at We Stand Social on all the platforms. Email us, DM us, let us know what do you want to get into next time. Who should we be reaching out to to get on the show besides Nathan Chen, who obviously I will be DMing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, stand stands. Until next week, catch you later. Bye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.